Hello and welcome to the Stuck Brain Podcast. All things mental health with a different approach. We look at the research, but we also discuss real life experiences. Welcome back to another episode of the Stuck Brain Podcast. I am Eric, your host for the day. Today, we have an awesome guest for you. Her name is Everest. She is a board-certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with a background in functional medicine. She works to reduce the stigma surrounding mental health and expand access to care through advocacy and education. She takes a holistic approach to healing and believes in the connection between the body and the mind. Integrating lifestyle, diet, medicine, and other innovative technologies, she views each patient individually to help them take control of their health and improve their quality of life. If you'd like to get a hold of Everest Goldstein, her website is everestpsychandwellness.com. Once again, that's everestpsychandwellness.com. It will also be in the show notes at the stuckbrainpodcast.com. With that being said, on to our next episode. So welcome back to the Stuck Brain Podcast. I have a great person here today, Everest. I'm really excited to talk to you today. And the reason why is I was talking to a colleague that is also in the mental health field, and I told her that I was going to interview you, and I told her that you're a functional medicine psych NP. And she was like, what's that? What's that about? And so I have no idea what functional psychiatry is. So let's start off. Do you mind just tell me what, what it is and what you do? Yeah, Eric, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk more with you and talk about this topic in particular. Obviously, it's very near and dear to my heart. So I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner, which basically means... I treat mental health conditions. I can prescribe medications, have some training in therapeutic interventions, and just deal with a host of mental health conditions. But I also have training in functional medicine, which is more of a root cause approach to treating disorders. So instead of looking at just diagnoses and treating those with typically like only medications or more that route, we really look at, okay, well, what's causing these symptoms in somebody and how do we get to the root of those causes and actually treat that root problem to further prevent progression of whatever is going on, as well as just optimize health in general. So I basically combine both of those things and have a practice that does what I call functional psychiatry. So really getting to the root problem of mental health concerns and treating those using a multimodal approach in general. Can you give me an example of like what a case would be like? Definitely. Yeah. So I'll kind of start a little bit generally of how I approach things. Typically in conventional Western psychiatry, we diagnose people with, for example, depression or anxiety or ADHD or whatever it may be. And then we have protocols that we follow to treat those disorders. And obviously it varies person to person, but very much in psychiatry, it's medication focused. And there is typically a, a way about going, going about those. And we really look at the diagnosis. Well, in functional psychiatry, we look at those diagnoses of depression, anxiety, ADHD, bipolar disorder, whatever it may be. 
And I like to approach it as looking at those more as symptoms as opposed to hard and fast diagnoses. So an example of this would be if you came to me with depression, I would say basically what is actually causing that depression? So is that depression a symptom of something else? Is it, you know, more of a thyroid issue going on? Is there a hormonal issue or a nutrient deficiency? I can't tell you how many people have really low vitamin D, and that is really the root of their depressive symptoms. So if we can increase their vitamin D levels or correct their hormonal imbalances or optimize their nutrient intake their thyroid function, we can really almost a lot of the time reverse those symptoms of depression or of anxiety or whatever it may be. And also, you know, sometimes it is imbalances with neurotransmitters or inflammation in the brain or, you know, the root is actually neurological and we can use medications and other modalities to also treat that as well. Do you ever recommend sleep studies or stuff like that? Does that attached to functional psychiatry? A hundred percent. So sleep is crucial to so many things in mental health and just health in general. I'll give some examples. I've had clients who they're diagnosed with bipolar disorder and the only time that they actually go into manic episodes is when they haven't been sleeping for three nights for, you know, they've been working, like had a work project and haven't been able to sleep as much as usual, and that will actually set them off into a manic episode. So that's one example. Sleep really plays a part in mental health, but also looking at sleep apnea that has a huge impact in depression and cognition, attention, all of that. So if someone's suffering from sleep apnea, and I guess I'll kind of go into what sleep apnea is for those wondering, but sleep apnea is a condition where you basically your brain wakes up throughout the night due to lack of oxygen. So, you know, this is more common in people who snore. People who are overweight may have smaller structures in their in their mouth in general. So when they're sleeping and they're breathing, they're not able to get that oxygen and their brain gets deprived of oxygen and then they wake up. So they end up having poorer sleep. They have hypoxia, which is lack of oxygen going to their brain, which can cause cognitive effects, so many different things. And then that also leads to, you know, more issues with weight because when your sleep's thrown off, then your metabolism's thrown off. You start craving sugar and that leads to also more depression, more ADHD symptoms, whatever it may be. So looking at all of those things and just sleep in general I really love to refer out for sleep studies to figure out what is exactly going on with the client and then figure out how we could treat that because we might treat sleep apnea different than someone who's, you know, sleeping too much or has narcolepsy, falling asleep during the day, whatever it is. So really getting to, again, that root cause of what's going on and treating it can really help improve so many different mental health and health considerations. Yeah. I mean, I I love that because I feel the old model of psychiatry is the brain is separate than the rest of the body. And we're starting to realize you can't be happy if you're not sleeping. You just won't be happy because your body is not healing itself. You know, you can't be happy if you're super stressed out at work all day and your body's full of cortisol and all these hormones. 
So you're kind of a combination between a medical doctor and psychiatry. You're putting them together. So you're looking at if they have a thyroid problem, because if they have a thyroid that's not functional, they could be either super anxious or depressed because of the thyroid. So you want to adjust that first before you just go straight to like a mental health medication, like an SSRI. Yeah. And sometimes there's a time and a place for doing both things at once. I definitely stick to the the mental health realm. But as you said, there's such that brain body connection, right? But, you know, if someone's needing a ton of hormones and hormone treatment, I might refer out to someone who specializes in that and then work with that provider as well to optimize the hormones to then optimize mental health. So there's a lot of collaboration here as opposed to just having a client who has their GI doctor and their endocrinologist and their primary care provider and nobody talking. I really like to work together with other providers to optimize everything that's going on so that we can create the best mind-body connection that we can. Yeah, and that is great. Collaboration, I, I mean, I'm so glad you said that because now the client will feel that the left hand knows what the right hand's doing. If you're collaborating with an endocrinologist and their specialty is the hormones, then yeah, you'll get the best for the for the client. That is great. That is really good. So lots of collaboration with functional psychiatry. Can you give me an example of a client that would benefit from functional psychiatry versus just traditional psychiatry? That's a great question. And one thing I see very often is a lot of people coming to me and their story is basically I've been you know, to the same psych provider for 10 years and been on the same medications or switch medications around and nothing's really helping and I feel worse or, you know, don't feel any better. And I still need someone to manage my medications, but I just don't really know what to do at this point. So you kind of have that hopelessness. They have side effects from all their medications that aren't being addressed and, and nothing really in their life has improved. So we really look at, you know, in functional psychiatry, okay, what are we missing here? Because it's not enough for you to just go on about your day if you're not feeling well in general. Like we want to get you to feeling as well as you can. I had one client who basically said exactly that. I've had the same psych provider for 10 years and, and we ended up looking into a more comprehensive lab panel. They hadn't gotten their labs done in maybe three years. They'd been on the same antidepressant for a few years, having a lot of side effects from that. And when we looked through their comprehensive lab panel, their vitamin D was essentially non-existent. And they had hypothyroid, which is low-functioning thyroid. And they had a really high HSCRP, which is a sign of inflammation in the body. After a few months of working with that client, we got the inflammation down the vitamin D level up and the thyroid function more level. And finally, for the first time, I can't tell you how many years that client actually started to, one, have more energy, two, have a more positive outlook on life, and three, really have hope for, for what could come for her for the future. And I think that hope is so crucial too, because as a patient or a client, you also have to, it's not all you know, fun and games, and you have to put in that work, but you have to be able to see that there is a positive future in the um, going forward as well. 
Yeah. And I think that would help the client just to know, oh, my thyroid's low. It's not all me, right? It's not just my internal person. I'm not just being lazy and sad. There's all these other things that are affecting me that's going on. And I think that in itself would give a client hope, right? Definitely. And I think to realize more about that mind-body connection, right? So yeah, it's not all me. And then also, how can I treat my body to optimize my mental health to be able to realize that as well? Another good story I think might be worth sharing is, you know, I had a client who came and her cortisol, which you mentioned cortisol a little bit earlier, but for those wondering, cortisol is your stress hormone. So essentially... This is kind of (laughs) summarizing it, but essentially the more stressed you are, the more cortisol your body produces. And if you're in chronic stress, you're going to have chronically high cortisol. But at some point, your body can't keep producing that much cortisol. So after you have chronic stress for too long, your adrenals, which are the gland that produce the cortisol, the organ that produces the cortisol, those start to basically run out of steam and they are like, I can't keep producing this much cortisol and they start to fail. So you end up getting chronically low cortisol. When you have that low cortisol, you end up feeling really tired, really fatigued, pretty depressed. So, you know, typically if you had gone to a conventional psych provider and you come in with the symptoms of depression, fatigue, no energy, not wanting to do anything you used to, the traditional method of treating that is with an antidepressant. But the kicker is that antidepressants actually lower cortisol even more. So if you're in that subset of people who have that low cortisol and you take an antidepressant, your cortisol is going to drop and you're actually going to feel worse. So I had a client just the other day who came and she, she had said that for the past year, she's tried three different antidepressants, and each time she ended up feeling worse, more tired, more depressed, but didn't know what else to do because she was taking the medication that's supposed to help depression, and she ended up just getting more and more depressed. Um, we did her labs, noticed that she had chronically low cortisol, and ended up taking her off of the antidepressant, putting her on some other medications based on her symptoms and her labs and also just treating her through diet and lifestyle and supplements. And, you know, within, I would say, one month, she felt 90% better. That is pretty amazing. This is kind of a tangent, but on the same thing. Certain professions like Navy SEALs, Mm because they're under so much stress all the time, high stress jobs like ER nursing and that stuff. I've heard of that where they're just saturated with cortisol all day because it's just a stressful environment that they're in. And that's interesting. I didn't know about the SSRIs could actually deplete some of that cortisol and make make symptoms worse. Definitely. And on the, you know, the flip side of that, they can, you know, for someone with really high cortisol who's also suffering from depression, you know, that might actually be a good option for them. So I do like to emphasize you know, in functional psychiatry, we don't step away completely from conventional Western medicine. It's more of an adjunct to that. So it's combining, you know, traditional medicine that we use in the United States, Western medicine with alternative treatments and really looking at the whole person in general. So how do we use a combination of 
you know, medications, but also supplements and also lifestyle management and figuring out when it's appropriate to use each of those and when to use those in combination and coming up with a treatment protocol that really fits the patient's specific needs and wants. And that makes sense. I mean, there was a new system review that they were basically saying that the old mindset of it's all just serotonin deficiency, because that's what we used to think like 10, 15, 20 years ago. You're depressed because you don't have enough serotonin. Mm -hmm. And that was like only way to fix you is you need more serotonin. And you're basically saying, no, it's multifaceted. There's so many reasons that are contributing to the depression or anxiety. We need to kind of tease out all these things and figure out what it is. You know, is it lack of sleep? Is it poor diet? Is it you're not getting exercise? Are you highly stressed all the time and your cortisol out of whack? I love that because you're, you're taking the whole picture instead of just a piece and saying this is the problem. It's it's all of it kind of feeling. Did I get that right? Definitely. Yeah. And I think I, I like how you brought up that old thought that, you know, serotonin was really at the heart of depression. Well, it's so interesting because more and more studies have come out that have kind of been countering that hypothesis. So now depression is really looked at as more of inflammation going on in the body and the brain. And that can throw off neurotransmitters. It can throw off something called BDNS in your brain, but that inflammation is more of a driver of depression than actually, you know, a lack of quote unquote serotonin. And when you look at even how the antidepressants, which those medications, the way that they work is they increase serotonin essentially in your brain. They increase the reuptake of serotonin. Those have been found to to help some with depression, but not a hundred percent. So that that almost is is a counter to that hypothesis as well. You know, and like you said too, like sleep and, you know, diet especially. I mean, if you eat McDonald's three times a day every single day, you're probably gonna feel bad and feel sad and <laughs> depressed and anxious. So diet really has such a huge impact, as does exercise, which also decreases inflammation as well. So, you know, there's so many different things that go into it. And that's, I think, why it's so important to really look at what's going on with a specific client and figure out what what that client needs. Because, you know, what I need is going to be probably completely different than what you need. Absolutely. Like if, if I'm feeling lonely and I have no sense of community, Maybe that's one part of the puzzle that might move the needle a lot. Just that, like, let's start trying to get you to develop a community and a sense of belonging. Or if you're not exercising, you're just sitting, like, let's get you out and get you walking and moving and get you outside. That might just move the needle quite a bit instead of just going straight to a, a medication to treat, like what you said, the symptom. I'm curious, what does your appointment look like? What, like, what would... A, a client that comes in to see you, what would that look like? Yeah, good question. So as I've kind of mentioned, there's such an emphasis on on really getting to the root of what's going on in functional psychiatry, right? So to be able to do that, you have to be able to learn a lot about your client and really build that relationship and figure out what's been going on in your client's life from, you know, even before birth until until now. Are there, you know, triggers that the client had Lyme disease in the past? Was the client, you know, did they have 
developmental disorders as a child, whatever it may be. So we really need a lot of time to talk with clients and get to know them and get to know their story to figure this out. So with that in mind, I really like to offer longer appointments to clients. So my initial intake is always 90 minutes and we go through a full history of, you know, again, from birth until now, what's been going on. And that doesn't just include mental health symptoms, but also physical health in general. Um, like you said, social, you know, what's the client's social network like? What's their, you know, do they have, you know, a spiritual side to them? Is that really important in their life? Really getting to know every part of the specific client. So I offer, you know, 90-minute appointments. And then also after that, we'll review any labs, speak with other providers. There's that collaboration piece again. Um, and then schedule follow-ups where we'll really get into some of the interventions as well as, you know, review any labs, all of that kind of stuff. And those follow-ups are always 50 minutes to an hour. So again, a lot longer than, you know, conventional psych appointments, which typically range, range from like 15 to 20 minutes, sometimes 30. I find those are, are not often long enough to really get to the root of what's going on and give the client the space to tell their story in general. So I, I like to keep the appointments longer. And obviously, if we need, you know, if quick check-ins are always possible too, but to, to really be able to have that hour-long follow-up, I found is really helpful and also helps, you know, build that relationship between provider and client. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad you said that. That That's a big, big treatment change because in general psychiatry, and especially if you go to like an online big companies and they they want you to do an initial assessment in 30 minutes and then a follow-up in less than 15. And like you said, that is so hard. You have to choose what you listen to mm -hmm. and you can't get it all in in that time frame. And so you end up missing things because it's just so quick. You you can't get it done. So that that's a big big change in functional medicine if you're spending that much time with the person, and then collaborating with other providers and other specialties is phenomenal. That would move the needle quite a bit. Is to get you know somebody that's an expert in, expert in hormones to help replace somebody's hormones and get that going. I could see that being huge. What type of client would benefit from functional psychiatry? Yeah, I honestly think really anyone would benefit from functional psychiatry treatment. The heart of that is really improving a client's overall health, right? Even the healthiest of us, I feel like, can, can improve ourselves in some ways, whether, you know, through mental health, physical health, but we can always improve, you know, diet, lifestyle. Maybe there's some some supplements that would help us as we age, whatever it may be. And all of that is incorporated into functional medicine, functional psychiatry, as opposed to just treating an, an already present disease. So I think really anyone would benefit, but especially if you're someone who is struggling with your mental health or has tried so many different treatments and, you know, been labeled quote unquote, treatment resistant or feel like 
you've tried everything and nothing's helped or you're just kind of going about your day and and not feeling your your completely best self i think that anyone who resonates with that 100% would benefit as well as someone who's like you know i i feel like i am having a new you know new issues with sleep or new issues with lower mood or anxiety and i'm not really sure what to do about it a functional psych provider could could help you figure those problems out as well. So I really think a variety of people, if not anyone, could benefit. Yeah, that's so interesting. Can I ask you another question? Yes. How did you become a psych MP? What's your journey like? Where? How did you end up here? What drove you to this spot? My journey is a little all over the place, actually. So I, well, I studied psychology in in college at Princeton, always have been really interested in how the brain works, how people work. I've always loved working with people. And and I knew from a young age that I wanted to, when I got older, do something with other people, something service related, but I just wasn't sure what that would look like. So graduated from college, I was very interested in both healthcare and education at the time and kind of went back and forth between which I wanted to go into. I ended up actually going and joining Teach for America and taught elementary school, bilingual elementary school for a few years. Loved it so much. But throughout that journey, I was thinking of moving out of the classroom eventually and actually got to know another psychiatric nurse practitioner. And she started kind of telling me more about her work and, you know, her journey. And I was like, wow, this is so interesting. And everything that you're doing kind of combines everything I've been looking for. At the same time, I was realizing that a lot of my students where I was teaching Either them or their families were struggling with either, you know, physical or mental health problems that were affecting them in the classroom, yet they didn't have a ton of access to support for this. So this was something that was already on my mind. Eventually, long story short, all of those things led me to decide to go back to school and get my nursing degree and then psychiatric nurse practitioner degree. And since then, haven't looked back. And my own journey throughout those times, so before I went back to school, I actually got diagnosed with Lyme disease myself. Um, you know, went to a whole host of the top, quote unquote, doctors and different specialties, you know, infectious disease, rheumatology, um, endocrinology, everything. And nobody could figure out what was going on. And nobody could help me figure out how to get better. I just kind of kept getting worse and feeling worse until I eventually went to a functional medicine doctor and she basically turned my whole life around. So this was all happening at the same time I started to go back to nursing school. So at that time, I started to basically, you know, take control of my own health and learn more about functional medicine and really get interested in that and just kind of started researching it in my my own time and then realized the power behind it and the power that it could have when combined with conventional medicine. So I ended up going through getting my nurse practitioner degree and then went straight back to school with the Institute for Functional Medicine, which is the main functional medicine credentialing board. 
and got, you know, went through their whole program. So I would have the functional medicine background. So a lot of different pieces to that story, but kind of how I got into psychiatry in general and then also functional medicine all kind of happened at the same time and led me to where I am today. And then, you know, I've worked at a variety of different places, but really wanted to create my own practice that focused in on functional psychiatry. So have done that and and loving every second of it. That is so great. And then with your own practice, you can you can spend more time with the clients, which is nice instead of being, you know, pushed into, like we said, 30 minute sessions or 15 minute sessions. Definitely. Yeah, I, I feel like I have a lot more flexibility to spend more time with clients. You know, I kind of have almost a concierge model where they have my business number and can call or text me and I get them in quickly. So it's nice to have that flexibility and that relationship with clients and be able to actually provide continuous support as needed for them as opposed to be like, okay, we have a 15-minute appointment every six months and you know that's all we yeah. can do. Good luck until then. So that flexibility has been really nice. And then also to just have the time too and the flexibility within my day to reach out to their providers and be able to schedule those collaborative calls as well has, has been great. Yeah, I would see that being very beneficial. Now, since that you've had Lyme disease, is that one of the things that you test for pretty much right away if they have any kind of s- symptoms from it? So definitely have tested for it. If someone is positive, I really do encourage them to go to a, a Lyme specialist. There's a lot of functional medicine doctors and other doctors in general that their whole world is treating that. And Lyme disease is very complicated, can affect so many different things, but it's definitely something that really can affect mental health as well. So again, that's kind of where that collaborative piece comes in and I'll treat more of the mental health side of things. And then they might go through a Lyme protocol with somebody, but I actually have more people that come to me who have had Lyme disease than people who have the symptoms and have never been di- diagnosed, which is interesting. But we definitely have the capacity to do those those types of tests when needed and, you know, as, as well as a variety of other specialty lab tests, which is great. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple clients, too, that have come to me and they've had Lyme disease and they didn't know it. And people are like, yeah, you're just depressed, but they didn't know how how bad the Lyme disease was affecting them until they figured that out and got that actually treated. It's so interesting. What modalities do you use in your practice? Yeah, so I really use a variety of modalities in general. Some I've kind of touched on very briefly, but I can do medication management. So those prescriptions we talked about. We can use supplements. So if people are depleted in something or if we just want to improve their health in general, have a variety of, you know, kind of the world is our oyster with supplements, can do both comprehensive and specialty lab testing and also a lot of lifestyle diet intervention. So, you know, working on using food as medicine, exercise, sleep hygiene therapeutic therapy interventions, all sorts of things. So really using, I think the key to functional psychiatry is using all of those different modalities and creating specific personalized client protocols using 
a variety of those to improve their health as much as possible. Yeah, that is great. There's so many different ways to address the problem and look at it. And it sounds like you're taking that all into consideration, which is wonderful. Well, Everest, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking about functional medicine. And I, I've learned a ton, the difference between functional psychiatry and conventional psychiatry, I guess you would call it. I'm glad that you're doing this because I think it needs to be done. I think we need to look at the whole picture and see the whole person versus just little pieces of that person. So I think what you're doing is just wonderful and, and awesome and great for the clients. Thank you again for for bringing me in. It's been such a pleasure talking about this and I love all of this stuff. So if anyone has any questions or just wants to chat more, I'd love to connect with any and all of you guys. But thank you again, Eric. This has been so great. If you'd like to get a hold of Everest Goldstein, her website is everestpsychandwellness.com. Once again, that's everestpsychandwellness.com. It will also be in the show notes at the stuckbrainpodcast.com.